0: the Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like they say, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. Pat we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, welcome to Five on the Floor live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Thanks for liking and subscribing. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reasons Sports, Greg Sylvander, You can follow at Greg Sylvander. Brady Hawk, you can follow at Brady Hawk. 305. One of the more remarkable performances by the Miami Heat in a long time, but it ends in a loss. We'll get into it. We'll take your comments, and we appreciate it, too, if you're listening on the podcast feed as well. The Heat lose 107 to 106 in overtime. They had a chance both at the end of regulation with Kyle Lowry uh, getting into the lane but missing, and then in the overtime with Max Struess taking a, a relatively open three that was short. A lot of the shots were short late in the game. You can't blame them for this because they were short. They had seven guys available tonight, seven players available in total. Kyle Lowry had more NBA experience entering this game, twice as much NBA experience entering this game as all other six players combined in terms of accrued seasons. And really the Heat were playing six because Jamal Cain was, Hardly played Kyle Lowry and Orlando Robinson. Yes, Orlando Robinson recently re-signed. Both were playing with five fouls. And it appeared that Nikola Jovich, and we'll talk about this, uh, might have injured his wrists later in the game. I mean, he fell because he never came back in. And we know so, sometimes Spolcher forgets guys when they go to the bench. But I think he may explain after the game that that was the reason that he was not reinserted. So essentially, the Heat were playing with five players. That's it. Five players. And if any of them fouled out, I'm not exactly sure what they would have done. So we'll get to all of your comments. But here's the one thing I'm going to say before I start, okay? We can do negativity another night, okay? Because I'm already seeing it in some of the comments. Why was this guy not playing? This guy, I mean, come on, seriously. Like this would be, I mean, here we go. Supposed to need to be tripping sometimes. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I really, I think he's going to say that Jovich, uh, was injured, and I think, or at least he wasn't comfortable with him going back out. Haywood, kind of bad. Look at this. Look at what's coming in right now. They just took a team. Okay, they just (laughs) – I know the Wizards aren't great, okay, and if there's one team that's going to blow a game like this, it's the Washington Wizards historically. Spo is so stubborn. Seriously, our producer, Maddie Chang, is putting up negative comments. Do you understand it? I had an agent of a prominent Heat player texted me tonight saying, this would be the most incredible Heat win in 10 years. They lost by one in overtime, and all of the comments (laughs) are negative. All right, we are sponsored here by someone who is not typically negative, our friend Lynette. Check her out at insurance. By Lynette.com, this is A Aggressive Insurance, an insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto insurance. That one, I really can tell you she does a great job because I've sent people to her that there's no way they should ever drive again. And uh, I mean, this isn't Lynette's fault. She's putting it back on the road because she finds insurance for them. It's amazing: homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, other retirement programs. They also do free notary services for all clients. Represent the leading insurance character carriers in all of South Florida. Again, if you have a bad driving record, no problem. No driver is refused. She does the free phone quotes. Insurance by Lynette.com. That's two L. Uh, excuse me, uh, two N's, two T's, nine five four five eight one. Eighty-eight hundred. That's nine five four five eight one. Eighty-eight hundred. All right, I, Greg, I'll go to you on this because I, again, I know we'll get to all the comments. All right, Manny, keep them off the screen for a second because I, I don't really want them to distract me. <laughs> they should have lost this game by fifty. They lost by one in overtime. Can we really be upset about what occurred
0: tonight? No, I mean there were seven and a half point underdogs on the road and uh vegas knows stuff so for them to be up i think maybe why heat fans are are more frustrated in the comments uh and just generally is just because the heat had opportunities to seize this game and they were up and that didn't come to fruition so that kind of hurts right but overall this team was gassed by the time overtime got here to see Kyle Lowry have a throwback performance. It's something that I've been harping on, like that. I thought we would see more of these along the way were just games where he just took over and it didn't have to always be scoring, but you just knew he was taking over. This was one of those nights to me, the the way Jovich played the way he got to the line, Max Struess obviously was not as efficient, but it's good. It's good at least to know that, um, that he's willing to like take a, a a primary offensive role on a night like tonight, and he doesn't shrink necessarily. Haywood Highsmith had a bad shooting game, but he was all over the boards. Caleb Martin, you know, solid as can be. So to me, like, it's not something to be negative about. But this is what I will say: you're two games below 500, and you're on this trip now. And I do think that there is a that there is some validity to start. Um, At least being concerned if you drop a bunch of these because guys have to be out. Now, the good thing is you look in the Eastern standings and they're basically like three games away from being in the three seed or whatever it is. So they probably won't lose much ground necessarily. But that is, I think, as these stack up, they can start to feel. Uh, worse than they are in the micro because tonight everything I saw like the Heat now have a couple prospects that I'm like wait a minute this Orlando Robinson guy may be somebody they need to start really working with whereas you know prior to tonight I was kind of thinking he was fodder that was just uh, a playable big at the moment. Mute.
2: We'll get to the next games in a second, and we're not anticipating that Jimmy's going to play in Minnesota. So uh, we don't know if Bam will. Um, If Bam does, I'll be curious to see if we see the Jovich minutes with him. Uh, But, Brady, when I look at the positives from this game, which is where I'm going to start, okay, and Greg mentioned it first, the fact that Kyle Lowry is still capable of this kind of game. He played over 50 minutes. He played with foul trouble. He had a triple-double there is something to the fact that he seems to be more comfortable when he's playing out there without the other key guys on this team, including his best friend. Like it just seems like when he's out there with the undrafted guys, we saw it last season when Bam was out and at times Jimmy was out and Kyle had to carry and he did carry, but not like this. And and I think just the fact that it's in him now I'm going to be harder on him actually going forward because he is capable of this, and I wasn't sure he was, so why can't this? It doesn't have to happen to this degree, obviously, because somebody had to take the shots tonight. Somebody had them; they didn't have a backup point guard, and it was clear that Spo does not trust Jamal Kane, like because he he had mm-hmm. seven and he he played Kane. Kane couldn't hold on to the ball, and he didn't play him anymore. He may have upside, but he's not ready to contribute right now. And, but the fact that Lowry can do this. Can, can any of this be taken into the games that where they have their full complement of players?
3: I mean, I'll say that this fits his play style perfectly. Like, the bunch of young guys who like to get out, run, and play in transition like he does. A bunch of guys that don't need the ball in their hands. They're just going to move around and, and basically do all these type of things. Uh, play zone where you don't have to get picked on and pick and rolls all game. Like, all Good of the point. indications were just, like, pointing towards Kyle Lowry's strengths uh and he did well like he was feeding guys on the roll and they were playing a certain play style of like it i if they won this game we would probably be harping on this a lot more but obviously they lost so we're looking in a totally different direction but i I compare it to the last year's game in phoenix where they had all the guys out uh they went to omer and kyle like in a bunch of post splits, and basically said we're gonna put uh you and or omer and kyle what we do with bam and Jimmy?" and it was like like that's a little weird, but they ended up working and they ended up winning that game. And they basically just moved everybody around and went work things offensively. They did that with, with Kyle and Jovic to an extent tonight. And obviously a lot more with Kyle. And, and we just saw what they can generate when they start doing those other things. Like you said, I just don't know how much we can carry over because he still took 23 shots. I don't think we see that again uh, for quite some time. But it's like when he's able to do that type of stuff and get paint touches, like he was getting to the paint uh so that type of stuff is just you know and then 15 assists 10 rebounds just like a really crazy game overall but before we move on i just want to address something really quickly because i i know i feel like the part of the reason that people are so down is literally the last shot like that is that is what makes i think people more angry about this game is the way it goes down but i'm gonna be completely honest i didn't have a problem with that at all like like at all like i said before the shot i tweeted i said this is going to max Struess. He was eight for 24 in this game. I wasn't saying this was going to max because he was having a good game. Actually, he was having a really bad game. Like he was not shooting well. The fact that he played 45 minutes meant that every single one of his shots were short. Like he didn't have his legs underneath him. Uh, and it hurts him even more because the way they're utilizing him is like to non-stop run the entire game. The reason they're getting their shots for the first 45 minutes of this game is because he's just nonstop moving. So I understand that. But it's like, there's 2.8 seconds left. You're on the floor with Haywood Highsmith, Caleb Martin, uh, and who was the, in Orlando Robinson. Uh-huh. So the ball is going to Kyle Lowry or Max Strus, And Kyle was inbounding at this time. But then I say to myself, you can pick your poison and say, if if the ball should go to Kyle because he was having a great game. Kyle Lowry was 8 of 23. Max Strus was 8 of 24. <laughs> like this wasn't like even a thing where that was going either way. So there's 2.8 seconds left. This wasn't even an ordeal where I know the thing is about getting a quick two. It's not easy to get a quick two with two seconds left anyway. It's going to be forced. Kyle's drives take a while. Like Kyle isn't one of those quick bursting guards who's going to drive by that initial defender and get a floater in the lane. If you watched him tonight, every one of his drives are just slow, methodical, backing mm-hmm. down, turning corner this way, that way. Kyle was not going to get a good shot there if he iso-balled or came off his screen or did this. So like, I feel like we're just kind of picking at things at the end of the game. I felt like the best shot they were going to get is fly Max off a screen. Hope he got his legs underneath him and got the ball over the rim. He obviously didn't. Uh, but I feel like we just shouldn't judge everything based off that shot and say that that was the reason like they sold the game. Like,
2: well, and that shot was online too. Like you said, yeah, it, it was, all of it it was shots a good shot. Short, but but it was it was online. I, you know, I was thinking. As I was watching, I'm like, why is Kyle inbounding? Because you need to get the ball into him. And I'm like, well, who else would you have inbound? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there literally was nobody else on the floor to do it. I mean, you didn't trust Orlando Robinson in that situation to inbound. I I, I am curious to see what Spolstra says about Jovich because I, I I understand that, you know, that, that he fans are watching that, but when you watch where he fell on his wrist, it appears they just didn't want to take a chance with it. But he might have been the guy to inbound, actually, if he'd been on the floor. Because if you look, they put Porzingis on Lowry. That's unfair. I mean, they, had, they he had to call timeout the first time because he's literally 14 inches shorter than the guy who's in, he's inbounding against. And Max was the only guy who was going to get open there. I guess the only other thing you could have possibly run was tried to slip Caleb to the basket in some way and thrown some kind of a lob, I, something like that. We've seen Spolstra call that before, but... And actually, I thought Caleb was good tonight. I know there were some moments, but, I mean, he had to do so many things tonight. And, and I, th- there were some choppy moments. Um, we're Okay, now we're going to start to put the comments on here in a second. And we are going to get to every, everything that everybody is feeling tonight. Because I understand it's emotional. And I think one of the reasons it's emotional is everybody wanted them to win this game so bad for the guys who were on the floor. Because this was a Rex Chapman game. I said it before the game. Like, this was – if uh, most of the fans watching this – I mean, YouTube, I don't think existed when Rex Chapman did what he did. But uh, and Brady certainly won't remember this, but it's one of the five most memorable regular season games in heat history. We've talked about it. It was the game that they made the trade uh, earlier in the day for five players, including Tim Hardaway. They hadn't arrived yet and they were playing the Bulls that would end up winning 72 games that year with Michael Jordan. And Rex scored 37 uh, before he became a provocateur on Twitter. Um, and and basically, it is one of the most memorable games, and that is basically what Kyle Lowry did tonight. He he basically, this wasn't
0: the Bulls,
2: (laughs) it wasn't the Bulls. No, no, it wasn't the Bulls. And by the way, I want to say one thing because I've been you know on the Bradley Beal train for a long time until about a few months ago. He's He's not not that guy, he's not that guy, he's just not like you you do not. And Kyle Kuzma, by the way, is not that guy either, (laughs) okay. And, And and another frustration of this, and Eric Reed seemed incensed about this and I understand it. And so did Crotty was that Kuzma hits that one shot right at the end, but then he hits the side of the backboard twice after it or miss badly. And then the side of the backboard from the exact same spot, they just, they caught some bad breaks, but there was no room margin for error tonight whatsoever. And I I thought they did the best they could. All right. We are going to get to the comments here in a second. I do want to mention another sponsor. It's prize picks. Uh, Use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Again, the NFL weekend, even without the dolphins playing this weekend, uh, jump on that. Or if you want to play the Clemson Miami game, you can do that too. They've got a new feature on prize picks. You can play up to six players at once, try to win 25 to one. I hope you went over on Kyle Lowry tonight. That was a pretty obvious one. Uh, Prize picks, use the code five, get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Don't have to play it all at once. As I said, and there are no rollovers and it is legal in the state of Florida, in the state of New York, and in a lot of other places where people watch us, so check it out. Go to Prize Picks. We're going to do the ODM Performance Solution of the game uh, coming up pretty soon. Let's throw up some of the comments here. I do want to talk about Jovic uh, before we go and what he he did tonight because the one thing I'm looking forward to, even if Jimmy doesn't play, I want to see Bam and Jovic together against Gobert and Towns. Look at this. Suppose I mean. We're... Okay, Kaz. No minutes in overtime. Spo really baffles me, guys. Again, I am I am I'm gonna say this. Could you all reserve judgment? Okay, there's a lot of comments coming in for those listening on the podcast feed right now, and it's all Spo sucks because he didn't play Yovich. Can we wait to see? We're, ben is joking. Ben worst loss of the season. Spo is on the hot seat. I know Ben, um, but I, I just want to wait to see what Eric says about Yovich because I have a feeling that was injury related. Uh, roberto don't care about moral victory still frustrating to see how we look this season i I mean i've been as frustrated as anybody else about their lack of effort at times this year their lack of cohesion this year um you know just getting it together i just don't know how tonight is the night that you draw that conclusion
0: Ethan, they had yes. five players on standard contracts playing in this game tonight. People need to chill. It is not the night. It's not the night. Okay, throw that comment back up there, though, uh, Manny. The last one about uh, Lowry, because
2: this is an interesting topic we can get into here a little bit. This comes for from Juliber. Uh Lowry is a the player they need on the bench in the gogi role. We've talked a lot. We just did an episode about Strucer hero as a starter, right? Um There is something to the fact that Lowry plays well with with a certain type of player, but there is no way politically they're going to put Kyle Lowry on the bench. It's just not going to happen. I I understand why people look at it that way because they're like, okay, Kyle seems to mesh well with some of these guys, Brady, right? So you put him on the bench and you get more minutes with them. and You put Gabe in the starting lineup. Gabe obviously was not available tonight. That was kind of a last-minute thing. It's just not going to happen, though.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Gabe play, um, Kyle plays well with Max, so that's an interesting perspective because we keep talking about Max going to starting line and playing in that backcourt. If if Kyle's come off the bench, that means Tyler's starting, so right. that you're still gluing them together, but it's just tough to do at this stage. I feel like, and and for us to have that conversation, like I understand how we're drawing that conclusion, but like to have that conversation on a night where he has twenty four, fifteen, and ten, it's just like I guess like, even tougher. Like it feels like we're just looking at <laughs> stuff that. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, it just really is tough. So I understand the perspective, though. Like, he plays really well, like we said before, with these certain lineups. Like, there's just certain – there's something to him having the ball in his hands because he's a natural mm-hmm. creator. And if it's not for himself, it's for others. Like, he's making guys like Orlando Robinson, Jamal Kane, Haywood school like, look like really decent players on the interior when they're screening for him. Like, that mm-hmm. right there is an art. Like, he's feeding them, and I, I'll, I'll give credit because I said it during the game that I thought their rolling was really good in this game in general, that they were just like – credit to the staff because like, they're plugging guys in and they're just like rolling linearly with the uh, with the ball handler and they were just looking well, but Kyle was feeding them and just creating everything. So there's something to the play style version that like we keep talking about Kyle off the ball so much because he's playing next to Jimmy, playing next to Bam, playing next to Tyler, that there's, the, there's this element of like, do they stagger maybe differently where he has the ball in his hands a little bit more in certain parts of the season? I think that's part of a conversation.
2: Well, I, I think at times he's just too deferential to some of those guys. And he's like I say, he's raising the level of the younger guys, but he's not as deferential to them at where is. So he will take over at times. Whereas it? I, I don't know. It just seems like he wants to get Jimmy fed all the time uh, when he's starting. And I, with when the two of them are together and, and it takes away some of the things he's still capable of doing. I'm going to say it again. Okay. And we're going to talk Yovich here as we go to the performance solution of the game and go forward. But to me, the revelation tonight is not that Orlando Robinson may be a developmental big for them, which I think he may be now, or the fact that Jovich is really good and, in my view, should be starting, Okay, which is something I said after the last game. To me, the revelation is Kyle Lowry can still play because, honestly, I was not confident of that from what I've seen this season. And like the fact that he had to figure it out tonight repeatedly – he was the reason they were in this game, okay? I mean, he was the reason. You mentioned Max didn't shoot particularly well. Caleb, I, I thought, was good overall, but was kind of up and down. And Jovich, uh, you know, again, had had a lot of moments, but then didn't play late. Haywood Highsmith had three minutes where he turned into a combination of Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Before that, I was on text strings with various Heat fans who were saying he was the worst player in Heat history until that, like, three or four-minute stretch, this was a Lowry game like this was I mean, that that is the revelation to me. I did not know Kyle Lowry could still play like that,
0: but doesn't that we makes, haven't seen it consistently? Doesn't it make seven and nine feel a little worse Then though, that we haven't seen more well, of this it, Kyle? It, it,
2: it makes it see, see. Yes. The frustration of tonight and Amanda, you can throw the comments back up now. the The, the frustration of tonight, OK, is that we haven't seen this kind of effort, cohesion, spark from this team this year when they've had the horses to win a game on the road like this tonight, they don't have the horses and we see it. So why do we not see it all the time? That's what I don't understand. I understand Spo loves these games. You can see him. They, they caught him laughing before the game. He loves this bleep. Okay. He does. They all do as a staff, they get off on it, but it's okay to get off on it when you're like 11 and five. Okay. And then you have, you know, this roster, but when you're seven and eight coming in, when you've had most of your core roster, I understand Oladipo, you're et cetera, hero lately, but you've had Jimmy, you've had Bam. Okay. You've had Kyle, you should not be seven and eight. That's my problem. With tonight it's not what happened tonight it's what happened to give them the record that they had coming into tonight where we couldn't just enjoy this game and say this is an amazing performance if they don't win who gives a damn right because they're 11 and 4 11 and 5 we give a damn because now they're 7 and 9 and they're staring at going to minnesota without jimmy butler um this comes our parish i'm just reading these quickly if jovich was hurt i understand he should start though i um, I would both of those points. Um, Highsmith hit a huge three, almost had a game-winning assist. He had moments in this game. I still think his upside is limited. Uh, Brady, he can't shoot, right? Is that I mean, it, it, he I just mean, can't shoot. Like it, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's just that he was gas. He just. He doesn't look like a shooter to me.
3: No, I always say like when there's points in the game when a guy's just like wide open, there's like a reason you're open. Like that's just always like the thing where they look <laughs> around and they're like, okay, I'll take it. Like no, you probably shouldn't. There's a reason you're that open. But he got the the label of three and D, but he's not really three, <laughs> like like that, if everybody was like pushing him in that direction, but I just don't think he has like a label offensively. But I'll say is like in this game, and if they won, we would be talking about Haywood Highsmith like mm-hmm. very positively from this game because he had some major like points of just rebounding, like much needed rebounds, like a putback. He had three, late, all man. of a sudden late, they hit the bucket to really go up by three. Uh, so he had moments where you're like, okay, like that would be somebody we're talking about. But obviously I just don't see... The three point thing coming together, I guess, anytime soon consistently. But I'll say when when we're talking about this game, like there were, we're talking about a game they blew because Orlando Robinson was being being gone to in the clutch. Like that puts things in perspective. In the fourth quarter, late in the game, uh, before the foul one, the foul one was controversial and obviously that went back and forth. But the first one, when it was, uh, I think at that point it was a three point game, I'm, I'm pretty sure he had a three in the corner that he missed. And it was like his first ever three-point attempt in, the, in an NBA game. And it's like, if you, if somebody told you before the season that in the clutch time in a Miami Heat game in November, Orlando Robinson would be taking a corner three, you would say that person is crazy. And then obviously the one that was a little bit more frustrating was that they probably are in a much better spot. They're down one. Uh, would Heist would have, I saw somebody said, the game-winning assist. Perfect dish to Orlando, and he just dropped it out of bounds. Like, that would have been an easy bucket. But like, we're picking straws at a guy that was just on their Sioux Falls team a week ago and just got signed to the two-way. So I can't put that much pressure on it, but it's like that's what the position they're in. Like we're we're talking about Orlando Robinson in the clutch right now. Like that's where we are. Well, here's the thing about it, Greg. If
2: if Bam plays, they win easily. Right, if any, like, one of those like, guys. F- yeah. Forget Jimmy and Tyler. Right. If if just Bam is playing the Orlando Robinson minutes late. They win. Like we're not even sure. having any of these conversations.
0: Yep but the margin for error like that's the thing we keep coming back to with this team and I think it's like the theme whether they're healthy or they're not their margin for error is so small and you would just expect a conference finalist to come back and have a little bit more breathing room game over game and so that's just I think overall why fans probably were like damn we could have got this one because everyone counts so much now I know they're only two and a half games out of the three seats so that's perspective you know what I mean like that's literally you, you, you have a good week and a half and all of sudden you're in the four three four seed or the three seed so heat fans shouldn't feel too bleak after this performance but i i understand where they're coming from i'm interested to see kyle's disposition when he gets a couple guys back in Mm -hmm. comparison to what we saw tonight because it was a locked in different version of kyle that i just i can't say that i've seen regularly this is the guy they thought they were paying for
2: Right. This is the guy they thought they were paying for. They knew they were overpaying, but they thought they were going to get this guy more consistently, and they haven't. And that is the question. When Jimmy's back, when Bam's back, do they get this guy? And even more so when Tyler's back, which is the other conversation we've had. Does Kyle defer? Because some of the stuff he's said recently, you know, this this comment too about guys getting their own, you know, worrying about their own stats. I don't know who's that about who that's about, but there's one guy that I could guess is probably closest to the top of that list.
0: You think it's Heywood Highsmith?
2: <laughs> I don't think it's Orlando Robinson, uh, and I I certainly don't think it's Max. So I, you know, our Caleb. So let's just keep going here until we get to the name. All right, we are going to talk about the guy everybody does want to talk about, um, and I want to be the starting power forward of the Miami Heat this minute. Uh, we will talk about it in a second. But first, we want to tell you about, well, he is actually, so we're going to get into it, ODM PSI or ODM Performance Solutions. You can find it at ODMPSI.com. That's ODMPSI.com. Team building is hard. Just ask the city of Sacramento. They've been waiting 15 years to make the playoffs. ODM PSI can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM PSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. They should just reach out to Elon right now. I think he needs all of that. To find out more, check out odmpsi.com. That's odmpsi.com. Again, ODM Performance Solutions. Or give them a call at 954-434-0634. That's 954-434-0634.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: I said it on the last episode. I'm going to keep saying it. I cannot think of a single reason why Nikola Jovic should not start. I, I am I am looking for reasons, but I am watching him go straight up against Chris Jobs Porzingis, okay, <laughs> and prevent him from a basket. And I'm watching his 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 cutting without the ball, his his decision making without the ball, when to go. I mean the bursts, okay. I, again, we'll get into why he didn't play. We'll find out why he didn't play at the end of the game. I would like to think it's not just because Spo was stubborn and forgot he was there. He was in the huddles, okay? But I, I, I don't know. I mean, Greg, I, it's time to me. Like, if you're looking for a shakeup, the, the one positive of all these injuries has been that Spolster has been forced to play the kid, and I just want to see it next to Bam now. I, I want Because I want to know if they've got a trade for power forward. Because here's the thing. I like Caleb a lot, okay? I was in favor of them re-signing him. He has lived up to it. To me, he's a long-term core piece for the Heat in a a situational role. You can play him 30 minutes sometimes. Sometimes you play him 15 minutes, okay? But he plays all those roles off the bench. He plays well with everybody. His teammates like him. He's unselfish. He's athletic. He gives you all that. He's not a starting power forward, okay? (laughs) He's just not. And and so, I mean, I keep saying it. He's doing everything they ask, but they're asking him the wrong things. I want to know if they've got to go trade for a power forward. So I want to see the kid play next to Bam. This is the time now. Like you said, they're only two and a half out of the three spot. Like, yeah, you don't want to fall too far behind, but I don't think playing Jovic, this is not Michael Beasley, a space cadet as a rookie, not knowing where he's supposed to be. The kid seems to know where he's supposed to be. So all of the usual arguments that the Heat have for not playing rookies which is that they don't know their place, okay, or they don't know the scheme, or they don't know the system, or they can't figure this out, or they they do not apply to him, at least not that I can see, okay? So give me a reason why he shouldn't be the starting power forward for this team when Bam comes back.
0: There's no reason. You're absolutely right. And because you can't do worse. And also you are getting a glimpse at what you have, because like the worst thing that could happen is that you never get the chance to see what Bam and Jovic look like next to each other. And then you're forced to use Jovic in a trade down the line. And like, to me, when I watch this kid and I think about the fact that he was born the year that Dwayne Wade was drafted to put that in perspective. Well, Brady,
3: wasn't he born the same year as you? I was born two days before him, so I can call him Kid. <laughs> That's like the first player I can call Kid in my, in my thing. So this is a great moment.
0: That, that'll be off the floor subscription only uh just call the, him a youngin
2: uh, the next time that you say yeah, right. hey, what up youngin
0: um but no like truthfully when he's that young and you think about this team go forward like that's the guy that you he's the archetype next to bam if he can rebound and defend at a competent level and he's looked like he has enough of a feel for the game and he's not um Nobody pushes him around, which is another thing that I was looking out for as a rookie. So to me, you're right. Like, why why not give it a shot? I don't know that they're going to take it that far because Caleb has earned kind of the spot that he's in, etc. And also, Jimmy slides over there at times, uh, and they may be forced to do that even more. But you're right. I think that they may be forced to trade for someone regardless because they're going to need that kind of insurance. But I want to see it more and more because eventually they're gonna to have to make a decision. And if the season, for some reason, goes south, let me just say that I think it would be it would be the right thing to do to see as much of Bam and Jovic next to each other if the season goes south as you possibly can. I don't know when that moment is, but when you're supposed to make that determination, but when you do make that determination, it needs to be spam, Bam and Jovic all game long.
2: Let's close here. Brady, give me, again, I'm looking for devil advocate position here because I, I can't think of any. Give me a reason why Bam and Jovic would not work because I, I had plenty of reasons why Bam and Yurt would not work, okay? They, I there was I had concerns about that. We saw it. We saw it mm-hmm. when, when Spo threw them together in that first preseason game, and it looked clunky. And when I talked to people inside the organization afterwards, they're like, oh, we may pull back
3: on this a little bit. Give me a reason why this wouldn't work. Well, I'll give you a reason why it wouldn't work in the starting lineup as devil, devil's advocate would be you're losing, you're taking out basically your one perimeter defender you have in the starting lineup. Like the one guy that's actually guarding top guards is Caleb Martin. And as much as people hate seeing the switching and, the, and kind of Kyle guarding a big three or a big four, uh, he's the one guy you can have that can navigate screens for Bam. If they want to go drop, he can navigate a screen. If they go switching, uh, if he switches out, he can do that. If you go Jovic now... And let's just say you are having this normal starting lineup. You have Kyle, Tyler, and Jovich in that starting lineup. It's a lot of pressure on Bam defensively. So that would be my one thing to them uh, not working, but I just feel like everything points to it working. Like you look at what they can do offensively. There's nothing that points to anything offensively that it wouldn't work. I keep saying like, there's one thing of the fact that you have a guy that's a natural above the break type pop option off of picking, like a pick and pop with Bam's kind of inside and being that interior threat. The other part of this is like, when you have two guys that are 6'9, 6'10 that can play make at that level, like what do you do with that as a defense? Like you just sit here and you have movement, like a motion offense that is Miami. Miami is a motion offense, they're gonna run around, which probably feeds into the Struess thing more than the Tyler thing. But that's a conversation we just had. Uh but like when you're having Bam and Jovich's and those post that we saw tonight where Kyle was doing it. You, I don't know how you guard that when you have that basically the two bigs you're pulling away from the basket to have wide open layups time and time again for these other guys. it's like that's the blueprint and that's what spo loves like spo loves uniqueness in like bigs who can play make and when they're moving and doing all this stuff so there's just so much upside to it and I feel like there's so much to explore with that band pairing, but it is the one thing that makes I think people dial we're not people dial back because I feel like everybody's totally for it, but I think the one thing that makes the maybe the staff dial back a little bit is like what are we doing defensively for the first six minutes of a game? Well, I have a solution
2: to, I, well I have a solution to that, although actually Juleber in the comments has a solution
3: to that. Why not start Gabe? that's that's the answer. I mean that is that's the one way you can get around it because then you have the guy that can navigate screens, but are they gonna have are they going to shake it up that much?
0: Well like yeah, the, let's see what they get for Kyle and Duncan Robinson in a trade guys.
2: Well, I, <laughs> I know you're moving that direction, but I'm just talking about with what they have now. It would seem to me if you put all politics aside, okay, if you start Gabe, you solve that problem because Gabe takes the Caleb responsibilities as a defender while still giving you some spacing, some shooting and some playmaking. Correct. So if I was to say that, who do you start him ahead of, Hero or Lowry? You're talking about who do you start? Gabe, if you're starting Gabe, you start him ahead of Hero or you start ahead of Lowry?
3: Well, you of keeps- ahead of Kyle. You have okay. the defensive guy, and you have your shot creator next, so that would be ideal. And you have the guy to run, sh- run your bench lineup. But the thing this all that revolves around, I know we're doing hypotheticals. Like, where do you believe Aladipo is at midway through the season? Like that answers all of this because if they if they really do believe that he's coming back then they're going to go all for the Tyler thing on, on the starting lineup. But if you think that eventually he's going to come back, I just don't see a way you push into the ball. Well, I
2: saw him hand Kyle a towel today. Um, but other Boy, than that – He's I, day-to-day.
3: I, he's making progress. Yeah.
2: I mean, other than that, I, I don't know what to count on there. I really don't. I will say it's gone quiet on that front. Um, I'm not talking about the injury, but the hype. The hype has gone quiet. There was a lot of hype about Oladipo – from the highest levels of the organization when I spoke to people this off season, every time I said, I keep saying this on streams and, and podcasts, every time I said, uh, and they listen. And every time I said they're running it back or people accuse them of running it back, their response to me. Okay. Was we're not running it back. We have a healthy Victor Oladipo. I've not heard any of that (laughs) recently in conversations that I've had. So I, I, I don't know what that means. He's on the trip. I think that's positive. After all, Tyler was not on the trip, which I know, Greg, you've reported was a surprise to people around Tyler, That's and I true. mentioned that last night on the podcast. So I don't know what that means as far as how close Vic is, but counting on Vic at this stage, I I, I just don't I just don't think they're there. Uh, the one other thing that came in here um, from those who watched, I, I can't remember, it might have been Roberto uh, said that in, there was no mention in the post game, and we'll we'll put all the post game videos up on the YouTube channel. We always do. But there was no mention in the post game tonight about an injury. There we go. Th- thank you, Maddie. From uh, Roberto says, I'm watching the Miami Heat post game show. Andrew Yovovich didn't mention any issues with his wrist, so he probably could have played in those final minutes. Of course, if if you mention an injury as a Miami Heat player, uh, you are benched for the next four years. So he may not have wanted to say something publicly, <laughs> but uh, I don't know what what Spo said about it, and we'll get. We'll get more detail about it. Um, Today was one of the weirder days, and he – I mean, Gabe Vincent was a late scratch. Duncan Robinson literally gets hurt in the shoot-around. You know, the BAM thing, I had heard yesterday that they were pretty confident he was going to play tonight. Then all of a sudden, he wasn't. I mean, imagine if Caleb didn't play. He was listed as questionable, too. They almost didn't have the requisite eight guys. So, I mean, there you go. It's uh, if,
3: if Gabe played, I, if you talk about guys that could play that could change things, if Gabe played, I think it changes a lot because he was the eighth guy that they said was available who really wasn't. Yeah. But the, where the game flipped was the fact that, for one, we said it earlier, but Kyle played 51 minutes. Like, that's <laughs> insane in general. Yeah. But the game where the game flipped, which this is the most insane thing. He sat for two minutes. Yeah. The game yeah. flipped in those two minutes where I kept saying to myself, when he's going to go out, that's when like, I, I don't know how they survive offensively. He kept him out have-
2: one minute. He actually, Brady, he kept him out one minute too long. He, he they, it, it took him out, I think with a minute 10 left in the third. Right. And they kind of survived it. Although I thought Caleb did the wrong thing. He, they should have just milked the clock like a football team just (laughs) running it out, just run. And Caleb made a burst to the basket, which gave up their possession in like four seconds. Mm -hmm. And then I thought that Spo was after he, because Eric Reed mentioned it. I thought Eric was on top of his game as a broadcaster tonight. He was really good tonight. And he mentioned it. He said basically that, uh, you know, that you can get him about 10 minutes of real time rest here. That was the point, Right. So I thought that Kyle would come back Mm. to start the fourth. He didn't that first minute of the fourth quarter to me ultimately was the game. You're right. That was it when he wasn't in and they didn't have Jovich either. So they didn't have another playmaker ball handler. You're right. If Gabe plays, I think if they had one more guy tonight, they win. If it was Gay, maybe not Duncan, because I don't know. I Maybe, but maybe was Shrews struggling,
0: possibly. <laughs> I,
2: I didn't say that I to be me.
0: Just subconscious Duncan. No, I didn't Slander say that to
2: be I'm going through the list of guys in my head. I wasn't saying that to be me. I'm Every player
3: thinking. on this roster except Duncan. He's just the one that doesn't change anything.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Jimmy would have changed things, I would think, in some way, although Kyle would have taken three shots if Jimmy played. But – I, I think, look, I think if bam plays, they win. Okay. If bam plays, they win that Washington team is completely fraudulent. I would not worry about catching them. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is still Kyle Kuzma. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't
0: like, want to trade for Kyle Kuzma. Don't no, send me no trade proposals about Kyle Kuzma. No, I'm, I'm, and I'm, thank I'm you.
2: done with that. That team has no, and I look, I went to school with Wes Unsell junior. Okay. At Johns Hopkins. He's he played division three ball. Okay. I covered him in, in college. And he's a really good guy, and I think he's a really good coach. That team has no basketball IQ whatsoever. Tonight, like, to be taking that many threes against a team that was that shorthanded, that was in foul trouble, was insane. Like, the Wizards are bad, okay? They're really bad. They
3: may have some talent. They are still bad. And I think that was the most zone ever in a game, in an NBA game. I asked for more on Twitter because he was waiting until after the game, but I was like, that's not normal to play an entire NBA game in zone. Like that's like something you go to your local travel
0: venue to go watch. Like that's just not normal. Could you imagine what Pat Riley thinks when he watches that?
2: (laughs) There's a lot of things Pat watches that I think he's not entirely thrilled with, but of course, look, I mean, Pat's in charge. Ultimately he's the final decision maker, you know, and you know, they went into a season with basically a six foot six power forward. I, you know, that's that's not I mean, in, in Riley's day, that was his point guard. Actually, that was short for his point guard. So it, it is a different game. All right. We well, thanks to everybody for joining uh, with the comments. I'm reading some of this. Beal is very overrated. I'm with you, Danny, on that. I, I was a Beal guy, but I just he's. That would not have happened. I just want the heat to get Mo Bamba just to say Obama, Thank you, Juleber. That's where we are tonight. Uh, appreciate everybody in the comments. Appreciate ODMPSI.com, ODM Performance Solutions, for sponsoring prize picks. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E, and A-Aggressive Insurance. We'll be back over the weekend. Uh, and, of course, we've got another game uh, coming up on Sunday, and Alex will be back with us here shortly. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.